Remember, whatever discipline you're in, whether you're a musician or a photographer, a fine artist or a cartoonist, a writer, a dancer, singer, a designer, this is what you should do. Make good art. Hi, this is Creative Soul coming back with our sixth session in March. So we're currently recording at Hongdae Tampat Studio with our masks on. To introduce Creative Soul first, our mission statement is to inspire, and we're currently in the stage of trying new different formats every month. For the past three months or four, we've been trying Google Meet since you know, like we can't meet a lot of people, especially during the COVID era. So there were like eight beloved panelists, and last month in February, we tried podcast among us for the first time under the theme of creative creativity and work life balance. So now Suyang's going to introduce what we're up to for this month. Okay, so for this month, um, we are actually um, doing this creative relay, which is basically themed stop Asian hate and um, racism. And alongside that, we're doing, we're starting this podcast series with different people and we're speaking to them about um, their opinions on it. So to start off, um, Xian and I am going to introduce our backgrounds since it is about racism and, you know, we kind of want to just give an idea of how we were brought up and, you know, our backgrounds on it. So do you want to introduce yourself, oh, Xian? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Xian and I'm Korean, living in Korea. I spent most of my life raised, being raised in Korea, but I lived in China, Shanghai, China for five years when I was like little. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, because I graduated like um international school, like middle middle school, and like abroad. But then after that, I came back to Korea. So I went to Korean high school and then like university in Korea and all that. Yeah. How about you, Suyeon? Well, um, I'm I'm Korean, but I moved to China when I was young. So I was in Shanghai for my primary school, and then um I went to Beijing for my high school. So I spent pr like pretty much all the time like I was brought up abroad and I went to international school as well and for my university uh, I went to Manchester for my undergraduate study and then I was in London doing a uh, postgraduate study yeah um, and now I'm back in Korea <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, so, that explains um, your English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it sounds pretty British to me. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah. um, the international school that I went um, was British school as well. So oh, like, right, yeah. my entire life, I received British education. Mm, that's no. probably why. <laughs> and that's where we met, actually, oh. like, in primary school. It was British yeah, British yeah. international in school. In China. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> right, and um, for today's episode, um, we're joined by these two foreign actors and TV personalities, Terrence Brown and Yara Kim. Yeah. Um, welcome, guys, <laughs> to the podcast. Well, thank and you, and thank, thank you for, you for having us. us. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys want to introduce yourself, um, like how long you've been in Korea and, you know, what you guys do? Yeah, sure. I'll give it a try. I always right. introduce myself in, uh, in uh, Korean, <laughs> so English will be up first. So, yes, um, uh, Seung told, told everyone, I'm, my name is Joachim. I'm from Sweden, and I've been living in Korea for about four years where I, I came first as an exchange student, but I tried out this uh, whole entertainment thing and it was pretty fun. So I've been keep keeping doing it for, for three, four years, yeah. 
Okay, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> Keep it short. <laughs> so my name is Terrace Brown. I'm from the U.S. and <clears throat> from New York. And I also came to Korea as an exchange student first. It's been about nine or ten years. So I've been here for quite about maybe one third of my whole life. Um, and after I was here for an exchange student, I went back. I graduated, and there wasn't anything I really wanted to do at the time. And I had learned, you know, a decent amount of Korean and I wanted to keep using it. So I ended up coming back and then I sort of got an offer to start entertainment work and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. So then did you guys to like you two meet in Korea? Like an yes. exchange? Yeah. Just student. like you guys met in China. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> that's that's really Cause, interesting. Like, I thought your Koreans, like, it's really good. Like, because the first thing that you guys, like, said was <laughs> <laughs> like, the first time that we met. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's so Korean. It's like, <laughs> you guys are more Korean than us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're trying hard to adapt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so for then, Yoa, uh, it has been four years in Korea. And yeah. uh, what was Terrace? It? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. been about 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. yeah he's the Sonbenim. Sonbenim. <laughs> Korean Sonbenim, yeah. Oh, wow. It's like, I think you spend some amount of time in Korea, you know, to how, how much like I spent in, in China. Like in China oh, yeah. and, and the UK. Yeah. That's okay. And also, <laughs> I, I think we've uh, tried to make an effort to fit in. Yeah. So that's why it's, uh, the Korean as well and all the, the mannerisms and everything. It's, it's, it's like just in our body. Yeah. It's actually weird sometimes now when I go abroad or I meet people like from the western world I still like bow and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too the last time I went like to Sweden, 90 degrees yeah. 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 Not, not that far but usually even if I just meet somebody for the first time like my parents I'm just like I haven't seen you in so long and, and also the the whole hand thing like receiving when like putting another hand on the other one receiving or giving things uh, oh. th that as well it's stuck it's with such me a I, habit now yeah when I go back to Sweden, when I receive a uh, change from buying something, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I realized as well when I was contacting you guys. You know, I I mentioned like the all the you know the emojis that yeah. you oh, it's right. so Korean. You know, <laughs> what do you mean like you know, it's like so the, Korean? It's what was it? I can't. It's called. Uh, I, I, you know, like a bulgyo. Tilde. Oh, Tilde, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, like those carrot eyes. Yes, the yeah. carrot eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yes. like even realize that it's only really used here because right. everybody like uses it. So I just, I don't know, I guess I, I just learned it and then I would use it to my friends back at home and they're like, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the same. Like it, it, with people living in Korea, everyone's using it and we don't even think it's weird. But then when I talk to the Swedish friends, they're like, what does the, 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 the swirly thing mean? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then, um, since our theme today is, like, racism, mm -hmm. like, we were wondering, like, as foreigners, have you guys ever, I'm sure you you guys did, but, like, can you share with us some of the episodes, like, where you feel kind of um, discriminated living in Korea, in Seoul, as a foreigner? Um, I guess I'll go first this time. Um, most of the things that I have felt, like, uncomfortable with in Korea. I don't want to say they were like blatantly racist. A lot of things happen because Korean people may not just know about certain things. But one example of just something that was just really uncomfortable for me is a lot of the times when I take taxis and I tell them where I want to go, the driver can tell like, oh, this guy speaks some Korean. So they want to talk about my whole life or whatever. I guess, you know, driving around all day, it's fun to interact with somebody. 
But we got onto the conversation of he asked me if I was married, and I was like, no. He's like, how old are you? I told him my age, and he was just like, oh, do you like Korean women? And I said, sure, they are pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the driver was male driver. Yes, right? a male driver. <laughs> um, and then he was just like, yeah. But the next thing he said to me was so like flabbergasted. Like I, I didn't know how to react. So basically, he said he was like, oh yeah, you should marry a Korean woman because you know the black women are not pretty. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> one, in my head, I was like, well, I still have to get where I'm going. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, like, <laughs> offend him and, like, end this ride. Yeah, that's um, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of pretty women, you know. Sure, there are some that may not look as pretty as you like, but, you know, it's it's a big group of people. You can't just say everybody is ugly. And he was just like, oh, no, I've seen them on TV and they're all ugly. And I'm like. In my head, I'm also like, well, my mother's a black woman. My grandmother's a black woman. I'm like super awkward at the time. And I'm just like, um, maybe you should watch some more TV. I'm like, there's a big mix of people. And I'm like, you know, in every race, there's going to be people you find attractive and not attractive. And anyway, I mean, eventually I got out of the taxi and it just like stuck with me. I know he didn't mean it to be like negative, but... In my perspective, I'm just like, this man just called, like, my whole family ugly, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Um, other than that, I wouldn't say that I've experienced a lot of, like, direct racism, but a lot of, like, xenophobia, like, Barr saying we can't have foreigners or, they for example. say that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. There's a... I don't want to say there's a lot of places, but sometimes, especially when uh, like a global thing is going around, like Corona or Ebola, if there's some outbreak, a lot of restaurants will put up signs, no foreigners allowed. And like... It's actually my first time hearing this, yeah, like same. that bars. I didn't realize that. It Even happens. before Corona, uh, oh, I, really? I've experienced bars. When I did the exchange student, uh, I, I did the... Um, uh, what do you call Tungari, mm -hmm. yeah. okay. like a student Club. organization, yeah. uh, playing rugby. And we had this uh, MT thing, like meeting and drinking, and uh, let's go to a club or bar or whatever. And then we went there, and everyone was going in, and then it came to me, and they were like, no, no, you're not allowed, this. no foreigners. And, it, and they even had a sign. <laughs> yeah, they, they have signs on the shops that just say no foreigners allowed. Yeah, yeah so, so I got I got really offended, and I was like, "This is not okay." Because in Sweden, if you get uh, discriminated, you can—it's a crime, basically. So you mm. can you can just call a police, and they come or whatever. So I I called the police. They wouldn't let me in, in this, into this bar, and all my friends were in. I feel really discriminated. So the police came because I, since I called, they need to at least come, and they were like, "Yeah, the, there's no law for this." Oh. It's it's totally legal for them to just uh, not let you in based on your looks. So then they just walked away. The police. Yeah, they can't do anything. I really like I, like we came here, but sorry, we can't do anything. Another like <laughs> similar case yeah. to that when it says like no foreigners. I remember I think it, there was maybe an Ebola outbreak or something, and a lot of bars said like no African people on it, mm. and. You know, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, they meant, like, people coming from African countries mm. because they may carry the risk. But in the staff's eyes, it was just anybody that was black. So, like, yeah. 
I remember like trying to go to a restaurant to see like what they would do because I'm from America. And they were like, no, you can't come in here. And I'm like, but I'm not from Africa. And they're like, um, no, you are. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like um, okay, thank you for that new information. Um, no, I'm not. I mean, maybe my blood is technically, but I'm like, you know, I haven't been to Africa in my whole life. And, you know, I don't, I'm not at risk for bringing Ebola into your restaurant. And more than that, I've been in Korea for like how many years? It's not like I was recently out of the country and they're like, no. Also, recently, it was a big issue. I think the government uh, ordered all oh. foreigners in, I think, Gyeonggi province to like it was get Gyeonggi a test. first and then Seoul. And then Seoul. And like, I remember what, like looking on the internet and like reading people's comments and like, a lot of Korean people were furious. They were like, you're getting a free test. Why don't you just do it? Mm. And I mean, I get the sentiment. Yes, you're providing free tests. But someone like me who has been in the country for 10 years, I'm at the same risk of spreading COVID as the Korean person next to me. But they're like, not even the people who were just at the site. Everybody, all the foreigners in the province. And it's like, why though? Why shouldn't? Everybody take the test. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it sounds weird in our perspective. Usually these little things that get to you, because since we live here every day, like I don't walk around the streets thinking, oh, I'm a foreigner, <laughs> I'm different than anyone. Like I just live here, try to do my everyday work or whatever. And then it's these little things that usually not ill-intentioned. They just, mm -hmm. maybe they don't know, or maybe even they want to uh, be friendly to you or be nice to you. But just things that make you feel not included, ex exclu excluded from like society. It's those little things that kind of get to you, mm. I think, e even if they're good intentioned. Well, I was kind of also surprised, like for like Seoul, kind of mandating all foreigners, like foreign workers living in Seoul, to go through the COVID test. And then the comments were like, like what mm. um, Tara said, like it, like they were all furious. So I feel like. For Koreans, especially the older generations, when they say 외국인 노동자, so basically yeah. uh, foreign workers, mm -hmm. they immediately think of them as living illegally in right. yeah, uh, Korea, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I didn't realize until I came back here, like, last year, because I didn't, yeah, I didn't live in Korea for a long time, but... Like, I, I see people making a lot of, like, racist comments, jokes, and, you know, but they don't actually realize that that's, is, that's like, insensitive. Yeah, right. But, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, I think it's because of the education, you know? Like, we're not given enough education on those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Just, like, how the culture in Korea is, like, like ever since the generation above us. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it's... It's something that's going to take years, you know, years to real, like yeah. years of commitment of, of people and government and, and the organizations to kind of work towards to, to change the situation because it has like 100 years of, of, of history. You know, right. it didn't just, you know, pop up because mm -hmm. of recent incident. It, it has history and it just didn't change until now. Yeah, I think it, it might be unfair to compare Korea to yeah, yeah. Western countries oh, or yeah. the States or whatever, Obviously, yeah. because it's not that long since Korea kind of yeah, opened. Yeah. So, of mm -hmm. course, there will be uh, differences between uh, other Western countries. And I think, like we said earlier, you know, like, most of it is not ill-intentioned. So, yeah. I, I know, think yeah. a lot of people who, at least if you grew up in the Western world, you can mm -hmm. take a lot of what happened with a mm -hmm. grain of salt. Yeah. And 
the only problem is, you know, like how to educate because, you know, if you say the wrong thing, you know, a big issue can happen. And like, you don't want to overstep a boundary, especially mm -hmm. as foreigners. We like, we live almost extra carefully because we don't want to make any problems because, you know, we may be deported or have some other trouble. So it's just really hard sometimes. Uh, recently, there is, I think there's a girl on like an SNS platform. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name, but she has been like making comics about like incidents that could be taken like in a racial light, trying to like educate Koreans on it. And like even on her page, it's, I want to say half hate and half love. But I appreciate what she's doing because she's just trying to explain it in a way that Korean people would understand since it's coming from a Korean. Because I feel like in a lot of situations, if the person who has been affected says something, a lot of Koreans sometimes get defensive and they're like, well, I didn't mean it like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, I understand. But, you know, that's how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really hard to have that conversation sometimes. Is Korea, do you think Korea is, is one of the most racist countries? <laughs> no, I don't no, think it's the most racist country, but I think they're just certain ideals, like, and necessarily, I don't even think they came from Korea per mm. se, like, I think colorism is a big issue here, mm -hmm. and like, you know, I think, unfortunately, like, I think America is the basis of where that whole idea is coming mm -hmm. from, and it's just like, especially as like a darker skinned person, a lot of Korea is, like, wanting to idealize, like, white skin. So mm -hmm. as somebody who's darker, you know, there's not a lot of choices for us in certain situations. Like, even I can feel how, like, sometimes Korean people, especially because I understand Korean, you know, I will hear a lot of my Korean friends make jokes about, like, Southeastern Asian mm -hmm. people or... For example, my Korean friend will get a 10 and then another Korean friend will look at him and be like, oh, if you get any darker, you're going to be like terrorists. And I'm Aww. like, what do I say in that situation? I'm like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> and there's those little jokes, while they mean it in good, no, I don't want to say they mean it in good faith, but <laughs> they just like, they stick with you. And I'm mm -hmm. like, mm, that's weird. You shouldn't say something like that. But there's a lot of it. Or like, for example, like I remember watching concerts and like, for example, Ayu will come out and they will like chant like Uyu Bikar Ayu or and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm like, all of it is wanting to be this like pearly, pristine mm -hmm. white. The closer to white you are, it's like more yeah. beautiful. Uh, so as like a darker skinned person, I always feel like I'm never wanted, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. I think that has like a lot to do with the Korean history as well because mm -hmm. you know like when Korea was being colonized like for the older generations in Korea like the the United States was kind of like a hero to them mm -hmm. like kind of defeating Japan and yeah so like I'm not sure but if I can guess then that's maybe like where all that kind oh, of Oh I'm sure and like the TV <laughs> media even yeah. you know in the western world has generally portrayed you know like white people as heroes and stuff mm -hmm. i mean maybe nowadays it's being a little bit more diverse but even when i was growing up you know most of like the disney princesses mm -hmm. are white mm -hmm. and like all of the things that we would look up to as children were like this they were just like white images so like it's understandable that mm -hmm. a lot of people think that way but you know 
it's 2021 now so <laughs> well, but i mean like since you mentioned it the whole disney and everything i mean there's been a lot of controversies in west like in sweden and the states as well mm. and it, it isn't even that long ago like even when i was young everything was like whitewashed on television mm. and mm. like even in sweden it wasn't that long ago since people idealized these uh, this white skin and whatnot yeah I heard that, like, regarding that recently, Disney Plus, like, mm-hmm. they deleted yeah. four animations, including Peter Pan, because, like, it involved so much racism now mm. that we kind of look back to it. So when, chil- like, children, like, the parents have to change, like, switch to their adult profiles to mm-hmm. kind of access to that and en- four mm. animations. And it's hard, like, even when they do cancel an animation, some people, they, like, have a heart attack. Like, mm-hmm. what, I don't know what 50-year-old is like, I'm going to die because I can't see Peter Pan anymore. <laughs> but they they get so angry that something was removed. So it's, like, mm. it, it's really a hard battle and, like, hard issues to tackle. But, I mean, I'm glad that things are changing. But, like she said earlier, like, you know, Korea, I think, has a long time to go or it's going to take a while for things to change and even yeah. America it's like yeah. I think America <laughs> is just a whole other issue by itself mm. but these things take time unfortunately yeah. and effort yeah mm. I think I mean it's not just Korea I think it applies to literally everywhere right? mm-hmm. well, yeah. you guys mentioning about like the media and stuff I think I think really like it, it all goes back to the point of education and like media advertising you know music all that newspapers like the the narratives that they portray and the, that like they need to change that mm. first i think because i think racism it kind of stems from a belief mm-hmm. about another race and i think that's all like learned you know like nobody is like born to hate no yeah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah it, because it's all learned yeah. i think we really need to you know focus on the education and you know how we diversify the the, the characters there and you know what what the media portrays and yeah yeah, definitely. And also that especially me, since mm. we're living in Sweden as a wild, yeah. white, blonde, blue eyed male, I mean, I have a duty to step up when I mm-hmm. see racism mm-hmm. or see uh, exclusion, like, not even racism, but uh, even like inequalities mm-hmm. between genders as well. Like I have a duty to step up and say, mm-hmm. like, this is not right. Mm-hmm. And that in turn will create education for people in uh, and I think it's really important that, you know, like people like Yoa, mm. when they see something, they say something because always coming from, I don't want to say like the victim, but always coming from the person who is offended, mm. some people don't take well to that. So if it's somebody that yeah. looks like you telling you like, hey, this this isn't right, mm. you know, it's very helpful into like opening other people's eyes up. Yeah. So, you know, I love when like people of other races mm. stick up for other people. Yeah. I see it as a superpower, kind of, <laughs> because people doesn't really like, expect it. And I was like, especially like, because I'm a uh, gender right as well. I really have this burning yearn inside of me that everyone should be equal. Uh, and sometimes when I speak up about gender inequalities, everyone's like, what? you can say that as a male? And I, I feel it's kind of a superpower. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another topic you guys should talk about. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I was actually going to bring up, you know, mm-hmm. white privilege, that, you yeah. know, that the whole topic of it. I think it's really important. Um, I think, you know, you mentioned it as well. And I think that they it's really important that those people acknowledge mm-hmm. yeah. the power yeah. that they have, you know, to, to make positive change out of it. Yeah. 
And I, yeah, I think that's, you know, that's one of the things that we were trying to discuss today, actually, you know, like being being an ally for people. What do you think it means to be an ally? Um, in my perspective, yeah. uh, not talking about like career or anything, as yeah. a black person yeah. who has grown up in America, when I think of an ally, it's somebody who is first willing to listen to what I think about the situation. If it's something that I've been offended by, letting me explain to them, like, this is what it felt like. Mm -hmm. This is why it's offensive to me. And them listening to that and not, like, cutting me off, hearing my explanation, hearing why it is offensive to me. And then, you know, trying to educate other people when they see that same action happening and telling them, you know, like, oh, this is not okay. This can make that person feel that way. I think a lot of... Uh, people in the U.S. nowadays, you know, a lot of people are trying to be allies, but there are a lot of people who will listen, but they won't do anything when they see it happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's not going to help anyone. You know, they say, like, silence is almost just as bad. And I understand, you know, you don't want to have conflict with anybody, but the only way for things to change is if you speak out about it when it's happening. But yeah, it's it's very hard, but you know, so difficult. You yeah. know, it, it, it is such a difficult topic, and I know nobody ever wants to talk about it. But you know, the only way it can change is if people talk about it. Yeah. And exactly, I think True. I think it's really important that we we confront it. It's uncomfortable, but I think I think the change will only happen if you actually confront um, the the uncomfortable situation and acknowledge it and mm. I mean people make mistakes you know right. it's fine but I think what's important is is being accountable and you know willing to 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 get better at it I think that's what's really important and I think like people more often than not like especially as somebody who has grown up and you know felt different types of racism mm -hmm. we know that people make mistakes mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. you can usually tell when there's like some malice behind what somebody's saying. So if, if somebody makes an innocent mistake, it's not like I'm going to go chop your head off or something. <laughs> like I may I may mention like oh that you know that's not cool or mm -hmm. that's offensive and like if the person tries to grow, you know, then everything is cool, but don't like let somebody do something and just think like oh it's okay, they won't do it again, you know, like mm -hmm. if you don't address it, they're just going to exactly. keep doing it yeah. and it's going to get exactly. worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I I think also one of the issues is that if you're if you're on the one on the side that has power if you're a part of the majority if you go to towards equality you might feel that you're losing uh, your power mm -hmm. like you're going down but the others going up but but the thing is if you try to stick up for the minority and as I said I I I think of it as a superpower mm -hmm. and sticking up for the minority it feels really that feels empowering mm -hmm. so I I think. Uh, and also like listening, mm. uh, as Terry said, like uh, empathy, listening mm -hmm. and put, mm. putting yourself in the other person's shoes. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. I think also what he said is just it's a nice mindset to have. Like mm -hmm. you yeah. can think of it as yeah. a superpower, you know, and helping people should feel good, you know, instead of trying to bash people or uh -huh. like mm. say something negative because they're different. Think of it. <laughs> like you are superpower. I'm the Super equality power. man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just thought of another um, example yes. <laughs> of racism I experience in Korea. Yeah. Um, it, it's I, I I hate to use the word, especially in Korea, because like I know that 
it's rooted like mm. in media and uh, all this other things. But for example, we work in television and, you know, a lot of the times we'll go to auditions or we have to send our profiles. And so there has been a lot of times where a company will say like, oh, we need an American. And I will send my profile and they're like, oh, we don't want any colored people, mm. basically. I mean, they don't say like colored, the English word, they say like, well, you said injong, and I'm like, mm. oh. Words I like barely hear in mm -hmm. Korean anyway. Um, or, for example, a lot of my African-American friends, when they're applying for teaching jobs, they will get rejected and the principal will say like, oh, our parents want a white teacher mm -hmm. because they have this image of like black people only speaking slang that we can't mm -hmm. speak like proper English. And that's not true. You know, a lot of black people, they can code switch. We also go to school. You know, we understand that there's a time and place for speaking a certain way. And it doesn't mean that just because I'm black, I can't speak English the same as, the, like, the white person next to me. So there's little instances that, like that that a lot of, like, black people have to go through when they're in Korea, which is unfortunate. But, you know, a lot of my black friends are teachers now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think things have gotten better, especially mm -hmm. since when I first came to Korea. But, you know, yeah, things are still changing slowly. Well, you know, like we previously mentioned about education, mm -hmm. and I got to be curious, like how you guys are raised, mm -hmm. like when you were young, like how you guys were educated in schools. It, it can be like international schools or just like local schools mm -hmm. and anywhere. But like I want to kind of listen to other stories mm -hmm. and their like different cultures you know like systems in terms of educating children mm -hmm. of ra race mm -hmm. well i grew up in new york in brooklyn new york mm -hmm. and my neighborhood was predominantly black and maybe like some hispanic families mm -hmm. um and Still, you know, as a child, especially when I was younger, most of TV was white. So, I mean, at least in America, you saw some diversity. So, you, I like, I mean, I always knew it existed. Mm. But when I was a child, we were, like, warned, especially at home, like, uh, don't stay out late or, like, don't walk too close behind somebody because, you know, mm. people may have the wrong idea mm. and... They tried to word it nicely so that a kid could understand, but mm. basically they were telling us, you know, like, don't get into any trouble. Mm. And that's basically how I learned when I was, like, in elementary school. And then when I, before I went to high school or middle school, I moved to Long Island, New York. And same demographic, so it was mostly, uh, actually, it was a little more diverse where I lived. Our, my neighbors were from Pakistan. Mm. We had some Hispanic families living around, and our school had a large white population. And going to school with a large population, you know, th there's good and bad. Mm -hmm. Good is that you're interacting with other people, so, like, race issues are bound to pop up. But you're also bound to learn things while you're there. And uh, I don't know, like, especially when you're younger, you know, kids – they soak up things from their parents mm. and kids are, they don't have filters. Mm. Yeah. 
kids can be some of the rudest people you've yeah. ever met. I mean, kids and drunks. Yeah. Mm. Right. So, thankfully, as an adult, you know, I think the things you may experience are less. But as children, mm. children will say whatever they mm. want. Especially like when I was in middle school or high school, we would get called the N word. They would just throw around everything. There was like names. There were names for every race group. I want to say except for white people. I, there, there's a name for it, but it's not like. I feel like people just made up one so they would have one, but it was very. There was a very clear like power dynamic, and you know most of the white kids were in like the accelerated programs and like. Sometimes most of the teachers were also white, so like even some of the ways the teachers would react to the students were like different based on like race, and, and there's a lot of little things that you know shaped me to be like very cautious when I interact with like a white person or a different race than my own because I don't want to cause any troubles or get in trouble. You know, even recently, you know, a lot of people just get arrested for. Walking around while being black, so you have to be very careful, and that's that's sort of like what growing up in the USA was for me. But thankfully, though, I think that diversity also helped me like uh, become accustomed to things faster. So, like mm -hmm. even when I came as a study abroad student, I was very quick to adapt. Like I know how to like watch for clues or like see what people are thinking. And learn how to, you know, like adapt to the lifestyle that's around me, and I think that's become a very helpful tool if I were to mm -hmm. think of it in a positive light. A lot of like, you know, foreigners come here and they have a tough time because the culture is different, and mm -hmm. there are things you have to learn to do and not to do. And like, for me, I think that was actually super easy. That's just because I've had to, I feel like, adapt mm. to a lot of different things in life. And if I were to think of a positive, I think that was something that I really.、Mm -hmm. I'm glad I can do. I enjoy my life in Korea, and it was like I didn't really have that difficulty of like learning a new culture and like adapting to it and trying to learn from the people around me. And now I feel like I'm saying the same thing over again. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because、uh, I feel that I had a very hard time adapting, and maybe this is why because I haven't really thought about it because I I lived in a Very small Swedish village,、mm -hmm. and like most people are,、uh, were white. I mean, th there were some、uh, people from other countries as well, but it was a really small village. And in Sweden, like equality is a big thing, and、uh, like su Sweden has a really good image about equality, like worldwide, worldwide as well. So、mm -hmm. the education, like of course, everyone's like everyone's equal and all equal value. But then, when you see how people act, it's another thing as well. Like back then, so, since when you're not aff directly affected, or someone in、uh, cl close vicinity to you is directly affected, it's a hard time seeing it. Like I didn't like racism. I, I was. It was the same for me. I was like, racism doesn't exist in Sweden. We're equal because I never experienced it. So you you kind of become blind to it. But then now, when I think back, I was like, oh. That's a really bad thing to say, or that's a really bad way to act. It wasn't until I became an adult that I started to see like little things in、um, 
how people act or nuances in the way they talk. And when I got more people that actually experienced racism in Sweden, that's when I started to see it. And, oh, I, I realized it was an issue here as well, and I needed to step up. But since I never experienced it, when I first came, uh, not only to Korea, just abroad, and I experienced maybe inequalities or just not even bad things, just th that they treated me different, it made me really... It was the first time for me experiences and it made me want to blow. Like I got so angry. I was like, how dare you? And then I, I started to think like, this is must, uh, how it must have been for people like growing up in Sweden, coming from a different background than me. And I, it made me super humble and I really made me want to step up for, uh, for people in maybe a less fortunate situation. I felt yeah. kind of like similar growing up in Korea because I feel like Korea, it's like, in terms of color, Korea is not like, a di it doesn't have diverse colors. Like, mm. It's like one color. Mm. So even the education, like I, like when I was in high school, like we didn't really get them that much education about like racism mm -hmm. or like, you know, like discrimination and all that. And I think that's one of the reasons, many reasons why Koreans like like to kind of you know draw by boundaries mm -hmm. and kind of categorize into different groups and say like so like we are quite protective you know mm -hmm. in terms of cultures yeah. also so for example like recently the stop Asian um, hate movement in the states even that I mean I know that like I am an Asian but then This is a bit difficult to say, but it feels like I'm different to those Asians living mm -hmm. in the States because, mm -hmm. well, you know, they're in the States mm -hmm. and I'm in Korea. So somehow, I, and I think it's quite, this kind of phenomenon is quite often, not only to me, but those students or those people who like spent most of their time living in like being raised in Korea. It's like, we don't, we somehow turn out to be like, to not care about those mm. other groups and we're we become sensitive to the word different mm. and we like more and more accept those who are similar and so those who are different to us like we don't care at all or yeah like things like that like we can't generalize yeah, but yeah. i feel like the phenomenon like this it's kind of going faster i mean yeah it's, it's really a hard thing like he said earlier you know if it's not really directly affecting you it's mm. you don't see it's, it. it's just mm. sometimes it's just like well okay it's not affecting me that's unfortunate and then you just move on with your day and mm. and, and that happens unfortunately but you know while it may not be affecting you directly you know later on you know maybe your family might want to go to the western world and that that is a big mm. thing that's happening right now mm. you know like it's something you should know about and like you should make sure the people around you know you don't want them to go and then get attacked and like mm. when you could have like warned them to be like more cautious it's it's very hard when it's not affecting you but think of the ways it can affect you <laughs> <laughs> that's the only advice i could give i guess equality is an is a necessity it is mm. yeah i mean like when i was a kid like cuz i was in international school and i think we when we were really young like they were like obviously like there shouldn't be discrimination and because because of the fact that it's an international school it was a normal thing for me to, to mm. be around just different races and mm -hmm. people from different countries but I think yeah it was only when I went to the UK that I actually felt it <laughs> like, oh, you know yeah. like I'm like looking for works and you know, they 
you know, they don't look at my my CVs because, you know, oh. uh, because they think that I don't speak English, like, fluently, yeah, yeah. you know, because I look Asian mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I only, you know, kind of started to look at it when it actually happened to me. Right. Because I felt it as yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, we had the same problem in Sweden as, as, as well. Like, there were a lot of, I mean, they're Swedish, they're born and raised in Sweden, but they had uh, a foreign-sounding name. But they wanted to work oh. at a call center, and the mm, people yeah. at the call center were like, "No, you need to change your name because people don't want to talk to you if you um, if your name is different." So mm-hmm. they had to make this fake Swedish names to be able to uh, have a normal day at work, and it just it just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, it it wasn't even that long ago, and like Sweden is like this. Uh, it, it never occurred to me. It was yeah, shocking. I kind of feel that racism is uh, is inherent in human nature because mm-hmm. like. Way back, like when you lived in caves or forests yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think ra- or exclusion or like yeah. keeping our group together mm. and be afraid of uh, outsiders. I think that was necessary to survive. So we we all kind of had this need to put labels on things and put people in boxes. And mm-hmm. I think racism and other inequality stems from that uh, need. So that's why it's so hard to overcome, I think, because you really need to make an, a conscious effort to overcome this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I completely understand that thought. But, mm. you know, now we're in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Internet has connected the world. It's not like <laughs> I'm fighting for my survival as the human race. Like, uh. I know there are people on the other side of the world that looks different, that look different from me. And I've known that since a young age, you know, nowadays most, well, I don't want to say everybody, but, you know, a lot of people have access to the internet and they should be somewhat aware that there are different people in the world. So I think, you know, we can overcome that fear of having something different. You just have to, I think, experience it. And I think, especially in Korea, that's what's going on now. Korea is just going through that experience phase and it will continue to open up more and more. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of change in Korea. Oh, like, for sure. Much. Like, it, when I came here first for like uh, eight years ago, I just came for a visit oh. and then I came back to live here. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. in, it's just, just four years, like it's nothing. But it's so much change is happening all yeah. the time. And I think that's one of the, one of Korea's strong points. Like they're con- consciously aware that they sometimes need to make a change and they try mm-hmm. to change. So I, I think just in a couple of years, we'll see a uh, super positive outcome in Korea as well. Yeah. What kind of changes? Like, I'm curious. Like, yeah. e- even like, like changes in the systems. Because what made, made me feel really bad the first time, my Korean friend was like, yeah, shopping online is super great. So I tried to shop online. <laughs> but the online shop was like, no, you're foreigner, so you're not, you, you can't, uh, yeah. you can't. Uh, oh. <laughs> and I, it's nothing, of course, maybe there's some, like, you don't have a visa. I had a visa, but you don't, you need a passport to whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know the technical mm-hmm. issues. So, but it, 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 no one probably had bad intentions, but I took no. it as like, oh, this is discrimination. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But But now, like, I can basically do anything a Korean can do. And I feel really mm-hmm. uh, included. And that makes me feel really good. I can do cacao pay and whatever. And I was like, <laughs> sometimes people are like, oh, this foreigners can do that. And I was like, yeah, they can now. <laughs> that was very true. Like a lot, 
when I f- first came, a lot of like websites, you know, you have to sign up for like going to a pishibang or yeah. or mm-hmm. anything. There wasn't enough uh, spaces to put my name in, and oh yeah, yeah. For, oh yeah, for, for <laughs> foreigners. <laughs> Yeah. Like for foreigners to register for things, it has to be yeah. your full name exactly the way it is on your yeah. passport. Yeah. So if I'm not allowed to put in my full name, the government won't recognize me. Yeah. So I couldn't okay. sign up for a lot of things. Like yeah. couldn't go to a Pishibang. I had a hard time making a bank account. So many mm-hmm. things because sometimes, like especially on the computer, it's just mm-hmm. like limited to five spaces because mm-hmm. Korean names are almost always yeah. Yeah. Three, three or yeah. four. <laughs> and I'm like, so frustrated. I'm like, I just want to put my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had the same issue. And also sometimes when they send you packages from online stores, oh, yes. uh, they don't want to, want to people to know your full name. So they put this uh, <laughs> uh, little star yeah, yeah. Yes. just over one of the three right. letters. <laughs> but I have like 20, <laughs> 20 letters in my name and it was one star. And I was like, right. yeah, You're just that, like, doesn't do much. <laughs> Everybody knows who this is. Yeah. <laughs> That is pretty funny. And also, like, being included makes me feel really good. So people, like, hate doing the taxes, but I love doing my taxes in Korea because it makes me feel really Korean. Like, I live here and I can do it at home, online, and no one says anything. It just makes me feel really good. Yeah. I love taxes. Yeah, (laughs) I can't say I love taxes, but (laughs) I can also do it. Yay. I think small things like these always give yeah. me hope. Like, yeah. Especially, I think a lot more foreigners are just living in Korea nowadays, too. When I came, like, 10 years ago, I would still get, like, stared at on the subway. Not every day, but there mm. would... It was definitely more of, like, a new thing for certain people yeah. to see mm-hmm. foreigners every day. But nowadays, I feel like Korean people are just like, oh, there's no, another okay. one. Like, mm. you're here. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> They have, they're, they're becoming more accustomed yeah. to it. Like small, yeah. Speaking about looks, it, sometimes yeah. when I I live in a pretty small uh, area in yeah. Seoul, and not a not a lot of foreigners living there. I'm basically the only one, but no one cares there as well. Uh, and I, I can go to the, the supermarket, and people will just speak to me in Korean, and mm. uh, that makes me feel really good. That really does make yeah. me feel good. Mm. As, or there, there's a lot of the times, and like where Korean people. They want to speak English, mm. so you know if they, I mean if that somebody asks me something in English, I'll answer in English. But there are times, like for example, where I'm in a rush and like this person's English is not understandable, uh, so I'll ask them something Korean. in Korean, <laughs> but they'll keep responding in this like very broken English, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't have time for this. Let's just like keep going, please. <laughs> Sometimes it's frustrating, but. What can you do? It's a lot of fun as well. Like uh, we had a lot of fun experiences just thanks to these little differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like you know, a good thing I guess about being a foreigner at times is like you know those like old people on the street or workers who like give out those flyers and stuff, mm-hmm. and they like run you down until you take one. They usually don't bother us at all, which is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> They uh, just so, leave uh, me alone, and I love it. Sometimes when you, when you get into un- uncomfortable uh, situations, I just start speaking Swedish. Förlåt, jag förstår inte vad du säger. Works every time. Yeah. I do. I have pulled the foreigner card sometimes. <laughs> like when I know 
where in like an awkward situation, I'll just speak only English or something. <laughs> I'll do it. It's useful sometimes. I think it's like with the education too. So like before, like even when I was little and when I was uh, being raised in Korea, it was like when there's a foreigner, you got to ask them in English, like, mm -hmm. do you need any help or something like that? But then now it's more like the trend and like the cultural phenomenon itself. It's more like speaking Koreans to foreigners is like more respectful for them. Like it can be more respectful mm -hmm. in, in some ways. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah, we we're living here, you know, we want to embrace your culture. So, you know, a lot of people have tried their best to learn Korean and, mm -hmm. you know, they want to try to use it as yeah. well. So, I mean, I understand Korean people, especially if they haven't been abroad, they mm -hmm. want to practice out their English. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's the same for us usually. Like, yeah. sometimes we want to practice. We've been mm -hmm. learning and waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> and then somebody's just like, only English. And you're like, <laughs> Before moving on to the last question, do you mm -hmm. guys have anything that you want to like ask or share? Or no, I'm really curious about your experiences in Korea and abroad mm. with the racism mm. or inequalities. Well, for me, like what Young mentioned, like I didn't really notice the word like racism itself when I was like constantly being raised in Korea, but mm. then. In 2019, like, I went to Spain with my friends. And then there was this very first time of me, like, getting, like, feeling, like, racism. It was, like, there was this random guy. And then he walked up to us. And then, like, the three, there were three of us, including me and then two other uh, female students. And then the guy, like, kind of, like, like, he had this sauce or like mm -hmm. like like a liquid and then it was mixed with peanut butter i think and yeah. then he was like he spread that to us and then ran away so that was the first time because the first thing that came into my mind was not like oh i'm being discriminated or he's racist but it was like like what why he yeah. sounds crazy <laughs> he threw peanut peanut butter sauce yeah yeah you? yeah so it was really sticky and it got all over my friend's bag like backpack but what would you have done if you had a peanut a peanut allergy, allergy? yeah i know i know right you, you could kill yeah someone. it's crazy yeah yeah so that was my very first time so i think that was like kind of like a turning point for me yeah that kind of um you know being tried like always trying to be in other shoes mm -hmm. and like you know because korea is not like a very open country it is being like opened mm -hmm. up but then it's slowly and all that so yeah that was kind of like a point oh that's crazy yeah. i mean i think that's kind of that's really as someone who lived in europe for a while like i think that's a that's a common thing it's it's sad but i think it's a common thing that mm -hmm. all asian living in like living in western countries kind of you know, experience that daily, like daily, because when I was in Manchester, I like, obviously I look Asian and I, I just walk down the street and they would literally come to me and like, like swear in, in Chinese. Uh. Being an Asian doesn't mean that you're yeah, Chinese. That's a right? very like, I think Western education problem. Yeah. When, yeah. especially when I was young too, I, I admit like I, when I thought about Asia as a young child in my head, it was Japan and China. Mm. And I think the reason being is that 
when when at least my generation, when I was really young, you know, uh, like Japanese, like PlayStation games and like Japanese、mm-hmm. TV shows were popular. I guess the U.S. and Japan were. They had very good relations at the time, and then China was like you know the other superpower.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what we learned about in school too.、Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew about South Korea、mm-hmm. until I moved on into college. Like I knew North Korea existed, and I'm I'm sure we heard the name South Korea, but I knew nothing about it until I went to college. And you know, I started studying and meeting foreign students from Korea, and then I got interested in it because we just didn't learn much about it. So、mm-hmm. I know that's why a lot of people, when they see Asians, they're just like. Chinese or Japanese.、Mm. Yeah. That's it. I mean, nowadays it's probably better, but I. Yeah, it is getting better. I'm sure、yeah. she got that all the time. Like all the time.、Yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like for a person who loves traveling abroad, it's kind of like sometimes sad for an, especially for an Asian woman. I think like. I always have to consider like bringing at least one male friend、no. when I'm traveling abroad. Yeah, and like with what Suyoung said as well, like sometimes like these big guys like in like Arab countries, like they kind of approach me and like say like ni hao. Although I'm not like I I do speak Chinese, but then I'm not Chinese. But then like I then wonder like if I was like a taller like a male. You know, like, like、mm-hmm. if I was a guy, then would he have done the same thing, like、mm-hmm. like that? Um, I mean, in my from the racism I've seen towards Asians,、yeah. like when I'm when I was growing up, if I think about it, like I think they also did the same to males, but、mm-hmm. you know, with different intentions.、Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of Asian women are like fetishized. There's、mm-hmm. just like this image that they're gonna listen to you and just do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why, but you know, I, I'm curious.、Uh, if someone came up to you and and instead of ni hao said annyeonghaseyo, would you f- feel、uh, that you've been discriminated? Good question. Yeah, because、mm. maybe it it isn't all. I mean, of course, it, they can have bad intentions.、Mm-hmm. But then, if if they came up and said annyeonghaseyo instead, like how how would how would that make you feel? I think I would wonder if he or she speaks Korean. Yeah, yeah, like like. Maybe like here she like heard me speak in Korea, and then so that's why he like the person said approached me and said annyeonghaseyo. But then, well, actually, I never like really <laughs> thought think, about I, that. When it comes to that, I think it's just it, it's like the way they come、talk. up to you. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. they're like, laughing at me and、yeah. they're like they're、mm. mocking. You know, I think it's、mm. that behavior that makes、yeah. me think that you know that yeah. yeah. I think it also like, might just be weird that. If you were in London,、hmm. that that comes out first instead、yeah. of English, because、yeah, that's yeah. you know the main language spoken in the country. I think、mm. everybody's expecting to be greeted with a hello or a hi.、Mm. So if something else comes out, I think you're always going to be like, why why are you saying that?、Yeah. Mm. Even if it was a language that the person understood. Yeah.、Mm. yeah. I mean, I don't think I lived long enough. Here to, to experience, because I'm Korean. I look Korean. I'm Asian.、Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I don't really experience other particular like racism in Korea. But I just realize, you know, even with my my some like members of the family as well, I feel like, you know, sometimes they go to the restaurant and you know they make some kind of like comments that's not really polite. You know, like、mm. like and like I know that it's. You know, it, they shouldn't say that. You know, it's like they can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> like,、mm. it's it's not polite at all.、Mm. But I feel like they don't realize it, and you know, 
I've been with like you know hanging out with Korean friends or mm-hmm. and like sometimes we'll go to a Chinese restaurant and like the waiter will speak a little like or you can tell that the waiter is not Korean and yeah. they will like say things and I'm like you know I'm also a foreigner I can understand that you're mm-hmm. being nasty right now and I'm like I'm sure that person also knows and it's just like awkward and I don't mm-hmm. know what to do or like Going back, I mean, I guess this is also still racism, but, like, I've also had, like, a friend, a black friend who was dating a Korean girl, but mm. eventually they broke up because her her parents just would not accept a black mm. person. Like, if she was to marry a foreigner, it had to be a white foreigner. I, I don't know if they thought, like, if it was a white foreigner, he would have maybe more of a, mm. a stable life, but they were just so against the fact that he was black. And it wasn't, like he had a bad job or anything. Mm. It's just, they just would not accept it. And like little things like that still like irk mm. me and I like don't know how to react sometimes. It's unfortunate. Have you guys like ever, I mean, you just said you've been to places and your relatives <laughs> might say like negative things, but when in your experience, have you ever heard like your Korean friends when it's just like a group of you say like mm. things that you thought might be like, that could be considered racist. For me, um, I'm a student, and my major is division of international studies. So, like, basically half mm. like foreigners. So, like, among friends, like among colleagues, like, I don't hear like any racist conversations at all. Or like, if someone else like does, then like there will be like tens of other students who would be like they would be like shut up (laughs) yeah but then I oh last weekend but then with my family members so my parents like the older generations like I went to this um like a chicken chicken Mm -hmm. dip with my parents and then there were like two tables of foreign students because i live near school and then my but my dad kept staring at them but then like i know that my dad doesn't have any like bad intention but then it's me who i who know that but then them like Mm. in their sides like they would be like why is that old man so i was like whispering to my dad like dad stop 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 stop." (laughs) and then he was like okay but then he was keep staring (laughs) and i was like dad and then he was like yeah so i feel like especially with our current generations it's really important to have conversations with the older generations Mm, especially our parents because it's not like their fault that it, it's just that they weren't educated, mm-hmm. like, yeah. about racism and all that. Mm. I think, I mean, when it comes to, like, older generation, I think it's not, it doesn't, spe- like, it's not only about race. I think it's just generally, they're like, like, they, even if it's not, like, foreigners, they still look at other Koreans and they still judge other people. Uh, and also, I think this is not a Korean thing either. Yeah. Like, I every time I go back home, sometimes I can have a conversation with my dad, and I was like, did, did he just say that? <laughs> I, like, I, I thought it was 2021. <laughs> yeah. I think the older generation, I mean, even our generation too, like, yeah. they can also, you know, say bad things about our own kind too. It's, <laughs> they just have bad mouths sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think I realize, you know, how, like, in the Western, like, media, it's mm-hmm. so, like, it is a big thing that, you know, like it's hitting the headlines and, you know, when, when this kind of thing, racism and this kind of thing happened. But I realized that it's it's not like that in Korea. 
Because, mm. like, if you go to Naver and, like, it's not there, you know? It's, it's like, only at the corner. It's, like, just one line. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think their, like, res- like their responses? Like, what do you mm. think about it? Like, Usually when I see, like, you know, especially nowadays when, like, Asian hate crimes are up and, like, mm-hmm. things like TikTok, a lot of people are, like, making videos about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to read, like, Korean comments about mm-hmm. certain things just so I can see what the general public's feel is about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, especially if it's against Asians, Korean people will rally, you know. it's. Yeah. I think Korean people are very good at, like, rallying for mm. a cause or whatever it is, like, yeah, like. But for a very short period of yes. time. Yeah. They're, they're very quick. They gather together and then they disperse, yeah. like any trend or something. Um, and it, it's, it's like a superpower, sort of. But basically what you said is what I think. It's that, like. When something happens, especially that's not, like, in Korea, they're quick to, like, write a reaction, but then I think it, like, dissolves pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it stays on their mind. I mean, and I get it because, you know, they're not living abroad, so it's they are worried about their own lives and have other things to worry about. But it's, for per se, like, you know, uh, in the U.S., you know, there's a lot of, like, people who are trying to be, like, more activists nowadays. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. see that as much in Korea it's they're just like mm. oh that was unfortunate damn those racist mm. people mm. and that was like that's it and then it's like move on to the next issue mm. I mean I, I guess it's because you, you're not directly yeah, affected because yeah. mm. it was the same for mm. like with me growing up and if, if it doesn't directly affect you you don't feel the same uh, passion yeah about or it. like need to do need something. to do something like even I can try to imagine like maybe the other Swedish Swedes living abroad and having a hard time. Like, of course, I would feel bad about it, but would I really, like, stand up for them and try to make this huge effort or rally people? And, mm. uh, I don't know. I would like to say that I would, but I'm not sure. No, yeah. And it's really also another, like, interesting point is that, like, I think nowadays in America, our image of Korea is that, like, when Koreans want change, they rally. Like, you know, a couple or the last president, you know, mm, nah, Koreans yeah. rallied and stuff like all these protests and stuff. Like there's this image that a lot of people I know have of Korea. Like if they want change, they make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. But way. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm so that energy mm. isn't usually seen, I feel, for, you know, like. Uh, stuff that's happening on the outside, which I understand because, mm, like yeah. you said, it's not really affecting them directly. Mm. But if that same power was used, I wonder how different things might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have the power. That's right. To make <laughs> we have the power. We will start our own protest. <laughs> we will rally. <laughs> Two people rally? Four yeah. people? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it is important that, like, even though it is not affecting us, I think, you know, in order to develop and like improve as a society and a Mm -hmm. country, I think it is important that we do kind of at least like acknowledge it and look into it. And, you know, I mean, that's why we're kind of like, you know, doing this because we feel like there hasn't been enough conversations Mm -hmm. that going on just in general about these kind of issues. And it's like it's almost as if it's like a 
like a not a taboo, but I feel like people care so much about what they say, like you know, having a voice mm. about this kind of issue because it's so sensitive and people yeah. are gonna mm. just like if you say something wrong or something that's not. <laughs> it's so true, though. You know, yeah. like especially we work in TV and yeah. like. I feel like whenever we have conversations, we always have in the back of our mind, like, yeah. I have to be careful of what exactly, I'm yeah. saying, yeah. you know, mm. just because something big could, one one wrong sentence and yeah. another speciality of Korean people is they, are, they will say what they want on the internet. <coughs> Korean <laughs> internet trolls are scary. <laughs> I've never seen, like, I've, I've learned new Korean, like, curse words from just being on the internet. <laughs> Some people are really creative and <laughs> creative. very creative. I mean, that's why when I first like, when I first kind of like suggested this, I was kind of surprised because you're on, on television and you know, you have upcoming like shows mm -hmm. and that's going to release and I was kind of worried that is this going to affect and like, you know. Honestly, when you first said the topic, yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> it is scary. I was, I was, I was like worried because um, maybe a couple months ago, when another like the BLM yeah. riots and stuff were happening, yeah. um, I had a couple TV shows reach out, and I was like, "No," because <laughs> one, I didn't know how they would edit it, yeah, and you know, like if it's not coming out. The way I said mm -hmm. it, you know, it could be misconstrued into yeah. something else. And, like, it's on TV. And I don't know. I, I was so, like, iffy. I didn't want to do it. But we were doing it in, in English, mm -hmm. this program. So I was, like, <laughs> at least I felt more comfortable not saying the wrong thing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah. those programs were in Korean. And it's yeah, just, yeah. like, not that my Korean is bad or anything, but, you know, it's easier for me to make a slip up, whereas mm -hmm. in English, I at least feel comfortable yeah. beating around the bush, <laughs> I guess. So there's no excuse for making a slip up in English <laughs> if anyone got Le offended. Less of an excuse, less of an excuse. But, I mean, I, I have wanted to, like, say certain things, and, you know, like, I do think I'm generally positive about the issue, you know, like, mm -hmm. Like we've been saying the whole time, you know, like Korea is changing yeah. and people are just slowly learning. But, you know, it does exist. And, you know, I think programs like this may help people who don't realize that mm -hmm. know about it and know how others may be feeling about it. And it may, like, help push along the change. Yeah. So, I mean, I am glad I did come, but I was scared. <laughs> uh, I am still scared. <laughs> I, I'm still scared. I'm still scared. Yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, it's really important to talk about like ra racism and how mm -hmm. like racism in Korea, racism in Sweden, racism in the States, like it does exist and it it will only grow not talking about it. So I, I think like it's not even important to say this is bad or don't do this or mm -hmm. just just touching the subject, making it not as taboo as it is. Oh, Terry's <laughs> uh, <laughs> just touched, touched me. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really important to mm -hmm. to j just talk about it. Like you don't even have to have strong opinions. Just mm -hmm. make it okay to talk about and yeah. to touch and take away this taboo that it has. Yeah. And I think I, that's important, especially nowadays that like uh, the hate crimes against Asian people have gone up. Yeah, a lot of the things I've noticed is that like I think this is more of a Western problem, but like the media will like try to 
split groups that are like trying yeah. to support each other. Mm-hmm. So like, there are a lot of like Asian creators nowadays saying like, you know, we need to stick together. We can't mm-hmm. like. There are certain people who will be like, well, they didn't stick up for us when BLM happened, so mm-hmm. forget the Asians. Or some Asians will say like, we were there supporting you for BLM. Where are you? And it's like, the news will pick up on this and like. Say, put like these really like divisive titles and it's just like black people attacking Asians and it's just like mm-hmm. trying to separate the two mm-hmm. groups when it's just like the more separated we are these problems never get better and it's yeah. like you know there are common issues that happen and we all need to support each other and unfortunately the media knows how to play with it and I think that makes mm-hmm. issues worse and like is very true. Like Asian people are being attacked at a very alarming rate right now in the U.S. And you know, especially b- as a black person, like you know what it feels like to be discriminated mm. against. So like, I find it like repulsive when a black person is like, "I don't support them." I mean, maybe because they went through some racist experience when they were young. Who knows? But everybody goes through it, mm. and there's a bad apple in every group and you can't like label the whole group because of this one like bad person and i think it's just really important that like marginalized groups stick together because (laughs) if we're not together we're all being discriminated against i know you know it's not about like you know competing with each other and canceling out and there is a lot of that they're like well we suffered more and i'm like Mm. it's not the pain olympics (laughs) We need to stick together. I know, like it, it's more about you know coming together in like solidarity and you know kind of supporting the situation. And, yeah. I mean, there there shouldn't be any groups. Like there are no groups. You're like we're people, and if if this person next to me has been mistreated, I should stick up for that person mm-hmm. and help it, no matter what. We shouldn't put these labels on people. I I think mm-hmm. that's the issue, and the issue with media as well, because. Sometimes when media put these labels, like, is it necessary? Is this mm. information necessary to convey this in no. th- this other information or this article? Is that like, it really makes it obvious that they try to play with uh, our minds. They definitely play. Yeah, with yeah. Our yeah. Minds. and it, it, that is scary as well. Yeah. The media is a very scary tool. Yeah, mm. I mean, I'm. <laughs> We do work in the media, unfortunately. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's so ironic. <laughs> we're not, we're not, you know, the ones like making news articles or anything. But uh. it is a very scary power that the media has. It is. It really is. I think. It, yeah, I, I agree with that. Really. I and think. Yeah. I mean, when there's people who, you know, who are who has the power to make the decision, you know, I, th- I think they should, you know, stick up for it, and you know, they should make sure that there's diversity and. You know, they should they should speak up for it. Especially, you know, I feel like our generation at least mm. can see a new story and then maybe go on the internet and like look up more about it mm. and like form our own opinions. But mm. not a lot of people do that. They just see it and they take it for exactly mm. what it is, and, and I, then they're just like, "Okay, this is my opinion," mm. and that's scary i mean that that becomes an education is- issue as well but yeah. because in this day and age when information is so easy to access mm. it's more important than ever to have a critical critical mind and critical thinking like mm. maybe check your sources or see if the info, the same information is uh, going out and from different uh, like news companies and also like is cuz sometimes 
it's so obvious that one person's opinion is in an article. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to uh, decide whether this is uh, uh, objective or subjective as well. Mm-hmm. Like critical thinking and education, it's it's uh, more important than ever, I think. Yeah. I mean, and we, I'm sure we all wish that a lot of people did that, but <laughs> a lot of people are just so stuck, like, if you're in one political party, I only read this newspaper. Oh, yeah. If you're in this political party, I only read this newspaper. And then, you know, that whole party's ideals are usually all the same and they yeah. read the same news. So they all think the same. It's it's such a hard issue. You should be able to have a conversation with people, even though they have different opinions. That just yeah. because you are not a different mm. political party, have a different religion or whatever, it doesn't mean like everything you say is wrong like <laughs> if only the world was yeah. that peaceful <laughs> i mean nowadays people aren't able to have these conversations the way that like polarization is really yeah. bad i think even in, in sweden it i i've i've seen it getting worse and it's that is really scary mm. i mean and we try or at least for, for the years i've been alive you know like the american system it's so polarized it's just mm. your left or your right I mean, of course, there are other groups in the middle, but basically you are left or you're right. And like there are such like on the far ends that like a lot of the times people can't have conversations and it just always leads to fighting and just more backlash and then hate crimes and the media having fun with it. It's just it's a whole issue. I mean, we covered the part for the last question. <laughs> and it's almost time for us to wrap up. It's 23. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, it's about time for us to wrap up today's conversation. Um, thank you for those who might be listening to this through Anchor FM right now. Thank you, Suyoung, Yoa, and Terrace for your interesting conversations today. And the updates on our next session in April. Oh, today's the last day of March. Will be shared on our Instagram at Creative Soul Sessions. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you. Love everybody. <laughs> <laughs>